0: We're going to talk today about Maud Gone. Maud Gone's father was Tommy Gone and he was in the British army and her mother was a lady of nobility. Unfortunately, her mother died when Maud was still very young and she then became the hostess for her father when he had to entertain. He was sent to Dublin Castle And Maud was the organiser of the receptions and when they had foreign guests coming. So you think to yourself a very unusual background for someone who in the end would become one of the Irish patriots. It happened whenever Tommy, her father, died and Maud was sent to... Live First of all, with an uncle in England, but then she had some kind of respiratory problems and they decided that she should go to France because there was a better climate there. When she went to France, she met Lucienne Milvoy, who was a journalist and also an activist who was desperately trying to get the French to reclaim Alsace-Lorraine from the Germans. And she was very impressed by this person's passion for to doing something for to help humanity. Milvoy said to her, well, you could become a Joan of Arc for Ireland. You could help the Irish to get freedom and independence from the English. And she thought to herself, yes, that's what I'm going to do. And so she decided that she would go to Ireland and find some way where she could enter into the politics of Ireland. She got a letter to John O'Leary and John O'Leary was a bit suspicious of her because he thought to himself, "What a minute, this woman who was born in England, whose mother was English, whose father was in the English army, would she not maybe be a spy? I mean, they were very suspicious of her. Why would she want to come and help the Irish? First of all, they sent her to someone else and they said that no, that they thought she could maybe do a lot of speaking against the, the evictions, people who were put out of their houses because they couldn't pay their very high rents. First of all, I have to tell you, Maude Gon was not an ordinary looking person. She wasn't somebody that we, you wouldn't notice. She was over six feet tall. She had beautiful auburn hair. She had beautiful, fiery, golden honey eyes. She was somebody who walked like an important person and made a big impression whenever she came into a room. They sent her to Donegal, first of all, and said, well, maybe you can go up there and try and drum up some support for help to stop the evictions she spoke at those meetings and people were really captivated by her because she had a gift for speaking she had a charisma and and almost hypnotised people people felt that she almost had supernatural powers thousands came to listen to her not only was she a wonderful orator and and a wonderful communicator but she also had money and she then helped to build cabins to rehouse those people who had been put out of their homes well people realised that she was really serious when she said she wanted to become a person who was going to help in Ireland's struggle. When she went to O'Leary again, she met William Butler Yeats, the famous poet. At the first moment he saw her, he fell head over heels in love with her because she was so, for him, was something completely different from the rest. The whole of his life was devoted to Maud Gonne. It's very interesting. He actually wrote 40 poems about Maud Gone. And if I tell you that he then decided that he would help her in her activities, that he would travel around with her, not because he was really so interested in Irish nationalism, but because he realised that he couldn't separate himself from her. She was interested in Yeats because he was a poet. And also because he believed in the supernatural, as she did. And so she thought it is very useful to have him with her on her travels. Well, very soon, Yates asked her to marry him. And she said, oh, no, no, no. You know, we are important people in, in history. We can't possibly waste our time getting married like other people. We have a role to play and we have got to devote ourselves to this cause. OK, well, Yeats was not really convinced about that. However, he decided to go along with her. Maud Gaughan went all over Ireland speaking, raising money, helping and at various times she was wanted by the the police and she was going to be locked up because they thought she was inciting insurrection among the people. She went back to France. Now what people don't realise is when she had been in France with Lucien Milvoy, she'd actually had a child with him and it was a little boy and unfortunately that boy died when he was just one year old from meningitis she never really recovered from that. She used to keep his little boutiques that he had with her on all of her journeys. So when she went back to France this second time, she took up again with Milvoy, and this time, she had a daughter with him, a little girl called Isholt. Now, Suddenly she realised that her reputation might be tarnished because this Milvoy was married already and now she had had two children with him. She remembered what had happened to Charles Parnell who had been a wonderful hero and political figure in Ireland, but whose reputation was ruined because he had had, as they saw, an affair with Katie O'Shea, even though she was separated from her husband. But it was the downfall of Parnell. And she thought to herself, my cause of Ireland, I don't want it to suffer because of that. So she was really worried. She didn't know what to do. And she decided to tell Yates what had happened. Yates was shocked and surprised. He had never imagined that she had already had two children. However, he thought to himself that he was going to help her and he did. She started the Irish Association of Paris and she managed through Milvoy to publish no less than 2,000 Articles about her work in Ireland and about her speeches until eventually Milvoy died. Yates was delighted because he thought, now there's a chance for me. And again, he asked her to marry him. And of course, she said, no, even now that I'm free, this is my moment that we're really going to be able to work together. And he brought her over to. Connemara, and she and Yeats used to lie down on the ground with their ears to the ground, listening to the fairies, because they said that they believed the people who had gone before them were communicating with them. And now for somebody who was like Yeats, well, yes, he believed in the supernatural and that this was for him wonderful. And they actually said they had a mystic marriage and that was enough for them that they were united in this idea of communicating with their ancestors. Maud met John McBride, who had fought with the Boers in South Africa ...against the English, and for Maud, this was great. She saw him as a kind of a Coo-Holland a figure, somebody who's a man of action, not like Yeats, but she said, this man, who's a battler and a fighter, this is the kind of person I need. She married John McBride. Now, did she marry him because she saw him just as a hero, or is it that she desperately wanted to have another child... And that she thought he would be a suitable father for this child? Or was it that she wanted the name McBride, which she thought sounded more Irish than gone? Well, whatever. They had a son after a year. Then Maud decided to separate from the husband. That she'd got the son. Now she'd got the name. Well, she didn't really need him anymore. more. Now, when Yates heard that she had actually got married to McBride, he, he was beside himself because he thought, I thought she said that she couldn't possibly get married, that she was a woman of action, she was a political activist and she hadn't time for marriage. And there she goes and marries this chap. However, he offered to help her with the divorce proceedings, doing all the paperwork for her and saying that, yes, it, he would look after her until that they managed to be able to get everything sorted out. The fact is that the divorce was granted in in France, but it wasn't recognised in England. And so she was somewhat worried about going back to England in case they might take her son off her. Her son, incidentally, was called Sean. Now, Sean McBride may ring a few bells for people and think, oh, I know of a very famous Sean McBride. That is Maud Gonne's or Maud Gonne McBride's son. The next time I'll tell you more about Sean McBride.